0: I'm Dr. G, and for the past 10 years of my life, I've been passionate about all things holistic healing. I've been committed to healing myself and others from the inside out. By incorporating some of the most effective modalities for healing the mental, the emotional, and the physical, I've learned that they give us the opportunity to be our most authentic and powerful selves. Heal Thyself is a show dedicated to just that. Today's show is going to be incredible, and I say it every week, of course I do, because it is incredible. Knowledge bombs of digestible information to empower and create clarity on what the highest version of us looks like. Product reviews to provide informed consent so you can buy the safest and best products out there. Better than the first two that I spoke about, and you're getting other B vitamins, which are energizing, right? Get off of it. Throw it away. And special guest segments with some of the brightest and most elite minds in their field. So what is that like on my nervous system? six hours of holding that emotion.
1: Here's the earth, here's the mechanisms and mechanics of an earth when it breathes. We would think much different about that asthma patient that shows up.
0: All to create change and all the parts that make you you so we can start healing ourselves and each other. everyone, all right, welcome to Heal Thyself. Thank you as always for that precious time that you have in your life. You've allocated and dedicated to X amount of time every single week and you show up again and again and again. And I wanna bring some gratitude into that and some recognition. Keep in mind that time is so precious and the amount of time that you give to this show, I bring so much gratitude. So Thank you for joining as always. Well, today is going to be a little bit of a special show. We are going to talk with my vocal transformation coach, and I wanted to allocate a whole show to her because I really do feel what she has to say to us for our overall health in every single way, not just physical, mental, emotional, spiritual aspects of who we are need to be illuminated, and she needs to be given a platform. And this is one of her first really big podcasts that she's been on So I want to give her the stage, give her the platform. I've worked with her personally for now three months, and the benefits have been unprecedented. And I want her practice to have access to all of you. So what the heck are we going to go over today? Well, Marin, my vocal coach, uh, is going to teach us the importance of our voice, right? And what happens when we're not authentically using it? And why and where in our life we became stifled with our voice? She also will be going into our development of our voice and really our development of our authenticity or lack of development, right? Meaning that when did we get our authentic self stifled? And she's going to go through the progression from when we are conceived all the way till we're up to 13, 14, 15, 16 to young adults. And really, this is going to be a really powerful, in many ways, not only just for us listening as many of adults listen. I know some kids do, shout out to all the kids. This is gonna be such a powerful guidebook for us because we're gonna be able to apply many of these principles in raising our children. And if we can raise our children with this understanding of all of the vulnerabilities from conception to eight, to nine, to 15, to 16, then we can be as parents much more empowered to how we can really raise well-adjusted children to be ready for the world and share their gifts and really change the world in themselves. So sit tight, get comfortable, make a little bit of matcha, maybe some coffee, maybe if it's at night, relax, lay down, unwind, breathe a little bit, get yourself comfortable. And I would really submit, don't wash the dishes, don't clean the floor, don't do anything. Just be fully present and see, Does Maren's words resonate with you? Here's one thing I'll say before we jump into this guest interview. Your truth, you will always know. You have the truth, you have the answers. You never didn't. Even the moments where you wondered and you researched and you looked and you couldn't find out, you always have the answers. But one thing that I've known to help me is that when I hear the truth, you feel it differently. You don't hear it in your ears. You don't process it in your head you feel it in your body so listen to this interview and if you feel it in your body then beautiful because now it's a step to expand to your highest self and that's really the gift of life right that's why we're here to embody our highest selves and if you can do that with your life your life will change and you will be playing throughout this world in such a beautiful way so without further ado let us get to this wonderful interview with my amazing vocal coach you know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us want to look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And, you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best. And they're always at health events and people are loving them. And their quality plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products, GHKCU and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alitura Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you, that's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed. And I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? An experience brew that's not only delicious, And use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. I got my personal vocal transformation coach sitting right next to me. And the moment I met her, and we had an awesome conversation, she was on our swell score show. And a few nights later, we had a beautiful evening with some of my closest friends coming in. And we just got to feel into the knowledge that she was putting out, right? The wisdom. And I can't say enough how it really aligned so deeply into our souls. It was so true for everyone there. And in that moment, I said, I need my audience to hear this and I need my audience to hear it ASAP. So, what a pleasure, Marin Azoff, to have you on the show, my vocal transformation coach.
1: Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here.
0: Man, so, okay, wait, hold on. You've been traveling all around. Where do you live, first of all? We need to, I, I want to get a perspective on this because you're everywhere.
1: Yes, I've been everywhere. Thank you. Thank you everyone for wanting your voice, <laughs> right? Um, but yes, I live 40 miles west of Albany in New York on mm-hmm. a big herbal farm Beautiful. with some herbal medicine people. I love yes.
0: that. <laughs> I love that. And when we first met, initially I heard that you were you have a singing background
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, sort of that's where you started stepping into voice and the importance of voice. But how did you go from a trained singer to doing what you're doing. I know it took a while, and but I, I really want to understand what are some of the things in your life to start unfolding and showing you, whoa, that's not my path anymore. I have a bigger purpose in this world, which you're you've stepped into. But when did wh- what came? How did that unfold? I, I'm so curious to know myself because I never asked you that question. No.
1: Um okay, so they found my voice very young, right? I I started singing when I was about five years old. And In an interesting non-coincidence, that moment that they found my voice was a moment where there was some trauma happening to me in my life. I had some personal trauma happening at home. So there was a time where, for most people, they would go silent and they would get really quiet, right? But something in my destiny, is what I'm going to say, made my voice come out in that moment instead. And so they found that I had this talent, and then what happens when you find someone that has talent is you just kind of say, that's who you are. That's what you do. Right. <laughs> right? So uh, they started training me and and I loved singing so much. And it was a way for me to, to be out and to express myself. And also, which I didn't realize then, of course, it took a long time for me to understand what was going on. It was, it was healing me, right. Mm. It was something that I was holding on to. There was a there was a secret thing going on in my life that I couldn't express. But my ability to take on a character and to perform and to sing and to really use my voice, which I now understand is like my va- my vibrational tool for healing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to get through all of that then, right? But I will say that um, singing, as if anyone out there is a singer, you understand it's competitive. Right. So once you decide you're going to do something professionally, now you're on board to do something competitively. Mm-hmm. And so there's so much insecurity that's sitting underneath there. Like you have to be the best or you have to compete and you have to, you have to win right? You have to be better then. And so even though the talent was there and I enjoyed doing it, there was always a stress attached to it, you know, like needing to be good enough, needing to get the roles when I was on auditions, needing right. to 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 compete with people around me. And that's not really my uh, my forte. I'm just not a competitive person. I'm alive to be alive, but not to win. Like, what does it mean to win? So for many years I performed, but there was always something underneath it and I would sabotage things. I would get really close to success and there would be something in me that it would not be what I wanted it to be. I would sabotage things. And I didn't know I was doing that. It was just part of my trauma and part of my inner world response, like the my vagus nerve, as I know you've mm-hmm. talked about yeah. this. It was part of my emotional program that my ego would say, yes, let's do this. And then the truth of me would get in the way, mm. right? And so it was never fun even though it was working, I was getting roles, I was doing things, but it was never my joy, my true joy. And ultimately I had an experience where I thought I was getting my dream. I was getting signed to this record label. I was going to be it. It was happening. And I was in hell. Like I was not actually happy. And I started making choices that were bad for myself and ultimately decided I'm not going to be a singer. Like I was, I was put into a corner with this label where I was like, this is not what I want to be doing. And I decided to quit stop singing completely. And I took seven years mm. yeah, without anything and found out who I was. And what I found out about myself was that I'm a healer, right? As we all are. So please, that's not coming from an arrogant place. Um, I found out that, uh, that the body, that health, that um, psychology, that um, the earth... I think was, was what actually woke me up ultimately was understanding like who I am here in the world. Mm -hmm. And my path went on a very spiritual quest, like to find out who I am. And I started a Buddhist practice and then ultimately started working um, with shamanic plants and started Mm -hmm. working with entheogens and opening up like my spirit and my earth body and what it all is. And then after I stepped back onto that path, like when, when that started, I had one particular ceremony where I was told what my voice is for. Right. And, uh, in that ceremony, the voice, I was told that the voice is for healing Mm -hmm. and that every human has a voice to heal themselves. And then upon that healing, they can heal the world. Mm -hmm. So that was the door opening up. And in that vision that I had in that ceremony, which to me was like seeing God, it was like this incredible moment where I was having a conversation with the creator.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? And the creator said, "You're ignoring a gift that you've been given." And I said, "Well, what's the gift?" Right? And the creator said, "Your voice." And immediately when he said it or it said it because it wasn't a he, it was just an androgynous voice For in sure. light. Yeah. Um, when um when that was spoke, I felt this contraction. I know. Like I know I have a talent, I know I have an ability, but it's just not what it's supposed to be. Like every time I've gone for what I think is my dream, it's been horrible. And I just don't know what to do with this thing. And the voice said that every time you've been asked to sing over the past seven years, which had happened because of course I'm a musician, so I attract musicians. uh, And I had said no, which had happened. I had been spitting in God's face. Mm. So I was full of shame. And how do you spit in God's face? You know, how do you do that? And I just was like, what can I do for forgiveness? And God said, promise me, if anybody asks you to sing ever, you're going to say yes. Mm. And you're forgiven. So, of course, I immediately made the deal. I was (laughs) like, I want to (laughs) be forgiven. I want my place in heaven or whatever. And um, with that, the shaman I was working with tapped me on my shoulder and asked me to sing. Right after. Right at that moment. Wow. Like he knew what was going on. Right. And I had no idea what to sing. What do you sing in mm-hmm. this situation? Like I hadn't sung in all these years. And ultimately, I had to cry a lot before I could get to a song. I had to go through all the insecurities and the heart racing and the tongue getting numb, which mm. many of you out there might have this experience when someone asks you to speak in public, when someone, when you're in even a room with just your friends, some people, a and a they ask your partner. You in a fight with your partner or on a stage singing in front of people, right? Um, everything just starts to, all the nerves start to build and that's where I was. And my head was spinning and I know thousands and thousands of songs. I've been a professional singer my whole life and I couldn't come to one. That's another big thing I see a lot with people. It's like, sing me something. What song? Mm -hmm. Like you just sang 20 songs in the car on the Mm -hmm. way over here Mm -hmm. that you know, like, you know, a song, but you just, you just can't come up with one because your head won't let you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so at that moment, The medicine i was working with stopped me and said why can't you come up with a song and i said i what do i sing and the response was it's not because of that and so i went through a spiral of my insecurities my traumas my like everything that was creating the fear and i had to process through all of that before i finally found this song and this song was just waiting for me at the end And that was it, like that was the gate. I went through it. I sang the song. The song was about burning everything to the ground so that new life could grow. Mm -hmm. And then that's what started to happen. So basically after that that song, my voice was now like reawoken and I was explained that I'm supposed to use this to ultimately awaken the voices of the many. So it's not my voice, it's the voice, right? The human voice and the power in every single one of us that we hold in the vibrational quality of our spirit and our body coming together. Mm -hmm. So you can use this vibrational frequency, right? The ancient Vedic texts talk about the human voice as unmanifest form. And we have in our holy texts, you know, it began with the word, and God said, mm-hmm. right? Now I'm not getting religious on you because I'm not religious at all, right? Um, it's about these hints that we have in our own vernacular or in our own spiritual teachings that we ourselves are the divine God, incarnate. Mm. And when you breathe in, right, respiration, respiriting, when you breathe your your breath in, you're breathing, your ethereal self, your universal consciousness, your spirit into the body. And then the body creates a vibrational tone through the vocal cord Mm -hmm. and not just the vocal cord, through resonators that are throughout the body. And that actually manifests into physical form. So you have within your own being the power of the creator. Mm -hmm. You are not a victim of this circumstance. You are one cell in the body. And think about your cells, like do we, we need them all, do we not, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. They have to do their job and then they go, right? We are shedding cells and things are moving, but they're never not doing their job while Mm -hmm. they're in the body, right? Mm -hmm. If they are, it creates disease. And if too many cells come together that are not doing their job, it creates serious disease, right? So we are that. And every single one of us has the power of creation within our being. And our voice is the primary way we're going to manifest it in the world.
0: Mm, powerful. And, and when you said that, you, you said something that really stuck. It was the power that we've been given is exactly that. We have the power of the creator. We are creators. And we create through thought coming into word and then that word is manifesting it's and and it's just always and i was just having this conversation with someone i was like we are born already having thoughts and creating we are creating since we've been incarnated to this life and we do it till the day we die but the way that you put it into light is the power of the voice is that vehicle you know and and even talking about the part with (laughs) i never even thought about respiration breathing in spirit spire spirit And breathing it in and then creating from that perspective. What a beautiful story, man. Seven years, seven of those amazing years to really heal so much of the world.
1: Yeah, seven years is a full life cycle. And I had to stop singing or using my voice for a full life cycle, even uh, prolonged silences, things to just like come in to really understand how to bring that out into the world. Mm -hmm, Right, mm -hmm. And I know a lot of stories like that where some trauma stops the voice. Yeah. And then some another moment awakens it, and then it comes in with its purpose, right? So it's important. The work that I do, vocal transformation, is a rebirthing process because what you just said before, which is um, we've been thinking since we came in, that's not true. Mm. We don't come in with thought as we would talk about thought, like a cognitive thought. Egoic
0: thought. Right.
1: That doesn't start until about seven months, eight months, Mm -hmm. like up to a year old is when you're really starting to have thought processes. Mm -hmm. You come in with the earth intelligence, your spirit for the first year of your life, your body is doing everything for you. You don't have a thought. You don't have an emotion. You just have the spirit and the body functions. Like your cells are just like multiplying, 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 and you have to eat every two hours and get all the rest you need. And, and when you cry, when you use your voice at that time of your life, it's just for necessity. You cry because you're hungry. You cry because your diaper's dirty. You cry because you're sick or you're hot or you're uncomfortable. You don't cry for any other reason. You don't cry because you're, you know, sad and lonely. You don't cry because you feel unloved. You don't cry for any of those mental things that we have our emotions over. That doesn't start until second chakra, which we've talked a lot about you and I. Um, But that doesn't start until your mental... Skanda, as they would call it, or your thought processes get created, which is somewhere after six months old, between six months and three years, your thought processes are are moving into effect.
0: Yeah, and and a lot of, well, a few things. I know a lot of parents out there will start understand. Well, I, when I want to go through that cycle, we told we went, we went through first all the way second, and then just let's. I want to move up and just have give people an idea about the development of the child and how that aligns with their voice and their energy and chakra, because that was one of the most fascinating things I've to of the wisdoms I've ever heard when we were on the phone. And I was like, shit, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. my study is in child development psychologically. But when we were talking about it energetically, and a consciousness standpoint, it just weaved in the same way. We were just saying, it was just different words, it, it, which was wild for mm-hmm. me because I'm like, whoa, it's all the same truth. Incredible. And I started getting all like hot flash. When it's truth, I get hot flashes. Yeah, my right, body's like, the- yeah, <laughs> my body starts tingling. But... um, but there's a lot of people out there I know who are struggling and have shut down their voice probably at some point when they were young. Let's say they were singing or or performing theatrically or, or told just that they shouldn't be able to speak up. And that's, or or especially females, not to be heard, right? You get just, just seen, not heard. Mm-hmm. And how- but it's
1: not just females. I mean, it's Definitely. It's on all sides. The yeah. f- reason why it happens to the females is because it's happening to the males as well. We cannot separate the fact that we all have been silenced socially. At that's that's what I
0: want to get at. How, mm-hmm. Where is the state of the world? What, the people that you're seeing, but also what you're seeing outside of your, your um, clients. Where is the state of the world when it comes to our voice?
1: Yeah. The first step is to know uh, your authentic voice, which I think we are in a state right now where this is the most important thing we could possibly find. When you said earlier, we think and then we speak and then we create the world, you don't have your own thoughts. Your thoughts are given to you so young, right? We are a... a, a, um, a collection of the thoughts that our parents gave us, our friends gave us, our school gave us, our television gives us, our radio stations give us, our movies give us. When we're that young and thoughts are developing, we are sponges. If you have been around young children, it, they just repeat everything that they hear. And that's all that, that's how it starts. They might change their mind and thought processes as they go, but that takes some work. When you're that young and your thoughts are given to you, And they're never your own. Very few humans have had an original thought. Most of us are thinking something that was handed down to us. So the work that we're doing, we'll go back to the beginning to what you just said. The very first thing you did when you came into the world was you cried. Right? You're born. You take your first breath. You breathe spirit into the body. And then you... right? And you just cry this big scream. You're like, I am here, (laughs) right? That cry is a cry of authentic expression. That's your primal voice. You don't have anything to prove. You don't have anything to convince. You don't have anything that you have to like be. You literally cry because you're feeling, right? Your body is feeling. All the senses are waking up and everything's like, and you're feeling something. And there's a voice that needs to come out to express that. So your voice is your soul's dynamic life urge for truthful expression. We're in a world right now, when you ask me the state of the world, truth? Good luck, right? Unless you actually go in and do this work to find what truth is, which is singularly yours, right? We're we're in a pretty sad state. We need to go in and actually find out how we feel about the world, not what we think about the world. Living is a a beingness, right? And what's happened in our development is our thought process, our ego strength, which our society is constantly bombarding us with how we're supposed to be, what we should do, and like how to fit in, fall into line, and then compete to be the best at that, right? Um, We're constantly in this state of thought process. How many people do you know sit and meditate every day and actually take that time Mm. to just tune out and be? That's one of the hardest disciplines to get people to do. There are many people doing it, but if we look at our numbers, when I start working with people and telling them to like discipline their voice, use their voice every day in a specific way, right, or sit in their meditation practice, to get people to stick to that is very difficult. But those moments of registering how you feel instead of what you think, they're paramount to human survival, if mm-hmm. you ask me. hmm The reason I'm so passionate in this work is because that voice was the very first thing you did. And it was a way of saying, this is who I am. Like I can express. Then language started coming to you. And then other people's thoughts started coming to you. And somewhere in that, you were told, like you just said, that's not right. That's not good enough. You shouldn't do that. Right? And once we get that in there little by little, our voice is just stifled, stifled, stifled. And then you have an ego that's protecting you all the time from rejection. So you won't actually say how you really feel. And you'll start to act and do in ways that other people will accept you. And then once you're accepted and you feel really good in that, then that becomes your voice.
0: Mm. Yeah. And that's, and how many, man, I resonate with that. I still do that. There's so many people who have lost that authentic voice. So you're saying the authentic voice is the voice without Before language. Yes. It is that primal voice where you express like a baby expresses Mm -hmm. through their voice. Um, And I would assume that most people who are adults, the same exact thing has happened to. How many people are walking around with their authentic voice?
1: anybody who's done vocal transformation is doing it. <laughs> right, right. um i i don't think i have a percentage or numbers for you but i think that it's it's a very small, small number amount of people wanted, yeah. in this in this world who actually can say that they feel good in their own skin mm-hmm. enough to speak their truth mm-hmm.
0: and what for someone who does go through this process of finding their voice how does that look like in their embodiment
1: so once you get your vibrational bodies together, so you get your spirit out of your head and you get it in the, in the body, first it's going to start with your breath shifting, right? You're going to get deep diaphragmatic breaths down and you're going to settle in, mm. right? This is super scary <laughs> for people to get in their body. And why? Because there's so much trauma and stored memory in the tank here that when you start to actually get in there and feel it again, it's, it's just a hard thing to do.
0: Is that why people who do breath work usually get emotional? Because they're yeah. moving it out of their head into their body, into those areas that they're holding in a bunch of stuff?
1: Yeah. So the body is releasing uh, stored memories, all sorts of traumas, atrophy, accidents, like everything that's happened. A lot of emotional memory. we store. We start storing emotional memory once those thought processes start, right? So between like six months and one year old, you're beginning a storage process and it starts with discipline. We've had this conversation, right? Where when you're very young, when you're in that age and you're like crying because something upsets you or or you have a a moment where you, we have like the terrible twos, right? You have temper tantrums, you have these big releases. And then if you are in a household where your family tells you to stop, when you're having a natural release, this is actually harmful to your soul on some level, right? Depends how they tell you, Mm -hmm. Right. Processing your children properly looks like finding out what is upsetting them and helping nurture that, right? But parents at that age are so exhausted. So typically what we get is, no, yeah. don't do that, yeah. right? And when you get that kind of a, a reaction, right, your nervous system, which is brand spanking new and wide awake and so raw and vulnerable, just shrivels up. Well, there's the first store. Now, anytime your parents give you a stern look or they yell at you again, it just keeps feeding that nervous system reaction, and that just keeps getting stored inside the body. Mm. So when you get into primal voice work, or when you get into doing this vocal transformation work of actually opening up the vessel, getting all the resonators and the chakras aligned, you're actually going to move all that memory out. And what that does is it gives you a chance to actually write a new story, because that store that's in your body can't help but keep recreating itself. And now you think that the world is doing it to you, but you're doing it to you. Wow. Because with your voice and how you share yourself with the world is how you're creating your reality. So everything that your ego decided somewhere between six months and five years old, right? Everything that your ego decided to be true about love, about family, about friendships, about life, so young, now it needs to keep proving that to be true because your ego needs to be right all the time. It's the hardest thing about the ego. Like mm. it will not just surrender to what is. It's like, I know, right? That's like the biggest issue with humanity. I know, mm-hmm.
0: right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of us do think we know. The <laughs> yeah, One thing that stuck out is in, there's a lot of parents who, who listen to this show, as I mentioned, and their mm-hmm. kid is crying, terrible twos, crying, crying, crying. You mentioned that- ha- let's go through an example. Like my, my child's crying and, you know, it's really disrupting, you know, the supermarket that I'm in. Mm -hmm. How do, how do I nurture that?
1: I don't think it will take too long. It depends on your child and it depends on the household experience. The first primary thing is watch the volumes and the tempers in the household, right? Also, because your child is so open at that, at that time, honesty, but not like to adult concept honesty right. right you don't want to be talking around your children with the way that we i mean in our society now there's like a crass way of being I'm going to say where it's not like loving and gentle it's sarcastic in nature it's it's insulting you know there's like a lot of that i see um, there's a lot of resentment that builds up right so any of that kind of talking is your your children are seeing that that's how people who are supposed to love me communicate so they immediately say, that's love. And they have a hard time creating the opposite, even within their own relationships, even if they want to. It's really hard for a little baby or little child to ever see their parents with any flaws. They they can't, actually. It's an impossibility. So whatever your parents are showing you as the truth of what love is, because these are the people who birthed you, they love you. Whatever they do in action, that's love.
0: You know, when it comes to overall health, the little daily habits can make a huge difference. Take flossing, for example. Seems like such a minor thing, right? But taking good care of your teeth and gums does way more than just prevent cavities and bad breath. Emerging research shows that it can actually support whole body health and may even prevent cognitive decline as you age. That's wild, right? That's why. I'm really excited to tell you about this awesome company called Slate and their game-changing three-in-one electric flosser. It's the only product out there that flosses your teeth, massages your gums, and even scrapes your tongue to remove bacteria to promote fresher breath. I've been using the Slate flosser for about a month now, and I'm hooked. Unlike regular floss picks that you have to jam into your mouth, this electric flosser does all the work for you with 12,000 sonic vibrations per minute, really cleaning out them gums. The innovative gum sweeps give your gums a gentle massage to increase circulation too. And let's not forget the built-in tongue scraper to help zap bad breath at the source. So to start one of the easiest and healthiest daily habits with the Slate Electric Flosser, go to slateflosser.com and use the code DRG to get 10% off of your very own flosser. That's 10% off of your easy-to-use Slate Electric Flosser at slateflosser.com slash DRG, S-L-A-T-E-F-L-O-S-S-E-R.com and the code is DRG. You know, living a long life is great, it is. We all wanna live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest, and that's why I'm always into research You don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount
1: right? So you're going to now as an ego create that same love. How many people in the world are dating their father or their mother? I want everyone at home to think about that one because you might be like, oh no, but look at it. You are dating your mother or your father because that is when you were given the identity of what love is. And depending on how they interact with each other, what you saw is what you think love is supposed to look like right so even if you try to create the opposite there's something that's going to come up that's going to make you keep wanting to go back to creating that because that's what's the deepest subconscious knowing of love that you have mm-hmm. but back to your your question sorry i got sidetracked processing them a few times in a gentle really natural beautiful way where they get to tell you what is bothering them will start to to give them an empowerment that hopefully will lessen those temper tantrums right mm-hmm. if If you punish them, if you give them a timeout and you make them feel like how they're feeling is bad, right, they're just going to want to do more of it. They're just going to get angry. In the household itself, like I said before, I always talk about humans as dogs, right? (laughs) We're not. We obviously have a different consciousness. But the tone of the voice matters so much. So when I work with mothers and they get angry or upset, their voice tends to shoot up, right? Like, Mm. it's like something in the feminine. It, like, wants to go up. And that becomes really annoying to a child. It doesn't actually get the job done. Instead, it just triggers their mind, and they just want to do more of it. And then dad comes home from work, and he's like, stop it, right? And his voice goes down, and the child is like, I won't do that with dad, right? And there's a reason for, like, why when we train animals, we always, whoo, we have to get down in there. Because when the voice is is in the body, it, it has more vibrational you know, grit, right? And the person, the child is gonna feel that. So if the mother goes like stop, which is so oddly like not feminine as we know it, although I don't agree with any of that, but the child will, <sighs> because the voice is coming from there. So where you send your voice out of is where that child's body is going to respond to it. Wow. And if you're coming from aggravation, frustration and short temperedness, that's all ego, mm-hmm. right? That's exactly what you're gonna trigger in the child. Mm. So you have to go into the depth and then the child will come and meet you there.
0: That's a gem for every parent listening. And for me, whenever that happens, that's a gem. And I can firmly attest to that because we were sitting at the swell score studio. We were on the floor and Dr. Sam had her dog come in there and it was perfect timing too. You were just like just finishing this. Are you telling this example? And yeah. you actually went, no. And then her dog stopped and looked at you because it the dog felt it. Right, it was,
1: I mean, the dog demonstrated exactly what I'm talking about. Because at that age, that's what your child is. It's a puppy that you're training,
0: Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm.
1: We don't really know anything yet when we're babies. We're learning everything from what we're taking in. We don't have a previous knowledge. We know how the physical body, it does it on its own, right? And we have a spirit, we have imagination, and we have creativity, but we don't have any kind of like conceptual idea unless we're given it.
0: Mm -hmm. Right?
1: So that dog was an absolutely perfect example. I was talking about how deep inside of every human being is what I call the original wound of man, which is at this young age, we do something just out of a natural action, right? Like we get... We get into something. Maybe we're like holding a cup with water in it, right? And we keep dropping the water and like knocking it off. That's a simple example, but like we're we're young and we're just like eh, we don't have any. And we get a no, don't do that. And we have this moment. So then we we learn through this nervous system response of I am bad, that I'm not supposed to do that, right? And then I heard this great example of a a little boy who like spilt milk on the floor, and his mother came in. And saw the spilt milk on the floor and got on the floor and started playing in the milk with him Mm. and then said, this is going to have to get cleaned up now. And after they had fun together, he cleaned up and like Mm. learned through that process to clean the mess, right? Instead of being like, you made a mess. I can't believe you did that. Right, Right, right. So the way we actually nurture our children to understand things in a delicate way, because when you actually trigger that nervous response, they now, and we all have this, We now feel like we're only lovable when we aren't being scolded or yelled at, right? So anything that creates this kind of negative response, those are the parts of ourselves that are not okay, right? There was nothing not okay with that baby dumping that water, Mm -hmm. right? The baby was exploring something and figuring something out for itself.
0: That's powerful. That that quote, that we're not lovable, only we're not, we're not, we're only lovable when we're not being scolded.
1: Right. Like we're, we're, we love you if you show up this way. We don't love you if you show up this way. This is the the basis of my work, of vocal transformation, because that's a lie. The fact that you were born means you are love. You were so loved, as a matter of fact, that you were given a precious human birth. You were given the ability of universal consciousness in full creation in the human form. Think about this earth that we're on. We're the masters of this domain on some level, right? Right. We are such, I mean, so much so that we have the ability to destroy things just as much as create things, but we train the animals and we kill, um, the you animals. know, yeah, okay. we're, we're at the top of the food chain, right. we'll say, right? So you were given a precious human birth. You're not the dog who's being fed three times a day or whatever, mm. and being told what to do. You actually have freedom, free will, like you have, you have human powers, which are unbelievable. I mean that's if you even knew how powerful you are as a human being. I just I want the world to understand this. So you were given that precious birth and whether your family has a gene line of trauma and maybe you're the underdog in this life or maybe there's there's ways that your family fails love, right? In the in the real sense of it. You still have all the faculties of life and creation within your being that in itself is love. So when somebody has this belief of if I show up this way I'm loved and if I show up this way I'm not, immediately you're limiting your capacity of creation. To know that what naturally arises from your feeling self and how that works with your thinking self and moves into creation, that's all yours. Nobody has to approve of it. Nobody has to tell you it's okay. If it naturally is arising within you, it's you. It's what happens when that starts to come up and then you feel like shameful about it or that's not okay because my family told me, no, I can't. There's a million things. I can't date someone out of my religion or out of my race or I can't um, I can't go to that school for that because my family only does this or I'm not smart enough or I'm not good enough or I'm not pretty enough or like I could think of a million, million, million things that make someone feel like they're unworthy. You're born, you're worthy, like that's it. So this original wound that's sitting in how you were treated at this time of your life that makes you feel like you're limited on some level, that's what vocal transformation wants to go in and remove Mm -hmm. so that we can get in there and actually get your real voice up and out because authentic voices come through the heart chakra. Mm -hmm not the ego, Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: right? The ego that gets formed in that moment when you saw that dog and the nervous reaction, the the editor, the manipulator, the liar that gets formed when you feel like parts of yourself are not good enough. We need to get beyond that or go in and understand what happened and love it and move past it and then fully empower yourself again to express your truth. Mm. And the confidence and the courage and the power that comes off of that. You will be a leader. But in that, a truly confident person doesn't need to be more powerful than anybody else. A truly confident person only wants to be their best, Mm -hmm. right? So when we look at a world where I have to be bigger than you or better than you or higher than you, that's not confidence. And that all stems back to this ego, that moment where you were told that, you're really amazing if you do this, and you're not if you do this. And all of us are living with that, mm. right? So when we get that gone and we start to really honor our natural voice and who we are and become more curious about ourselves versus um, judgmental about ourselves, which then, of course, creates judgment in others as well. Like you're judging others because you judge you, right? Right? Once you step out of that and you're in your I am that I am power, right? I am love. I am God, <laughs> Then you're going to see that that voice is moving through a more compassionate, more loving, more serving-oriented self. Mm-hmm. And I really haven't seen this fail when people start to find their voice. Their dreams of their self-grandeur are more inclusive, <laughs> right?
0: It always it, happens. It's
1: not just about me. Right. It's about us. It's about we. Right. Right. It's not about me alone.
0: That's the irony, because as you find yourself, it's it's all of a sudden not just self, it's us. It's what I found, it was like, I'm gonna have the best podcast, number one, and it's gonna be by far the best. And that's like, I mean, I started this three years ago or two and a half years ago. And you, even, even since meeting you, my personal growth has been like blowing up. And I find like we in this health industry are going to be leaders as the best teachers for this, right? And now it's like everyone, all of my quote unquote competitors, I'm on their page. I'm liking their stuff. I'm, t- I'm, I'm reposting their stuff. I'm like, you guys need to listen to this because he or she speaks about it like I can't. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Dr. G was really championing my podcast. Hey, check out this one on personal development. I never knew about this. Yes, And it's the irony behind everything. And, it, and I just put up a post today saying a major key to success is seeing the we in your field and just in general if you're just in a workplace and you're like, it's, I, I'm really grinding to be the best. And you know, like this is, it was, it's built in the criteria to, to, you know, get to the top, but it's, it, it, we can see just others, our competitors as, as us. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but I just think it, it, it you just triggered that at me to say that, but it's so, so powerful because we've done a little bit of work. We started on the, so it, it seems that we go from root all the way up because the root is really where it all starts, yes. and that's ages when we're right when we're born, right? Conception, or is it even before? conception, conception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. conception until what? How old? One, one years old. Mm-hmm. And I found I'll tell a little bit of my story. The root was easy. I went right through it. The second chakra. <laughs> Do you know how much resistance came through me? I did it for a week straight. And then I was like, uh, whatever. Let me find every excuse to not do this. It was crazy because I was so... Remember I told you I'm the most compliant guy. I'll, I'll yes, do it Yes, you were all like, I am
1: the best student. I'm so disciplined.
0: <laughs> I, I can't believe I found so much. It, I, have you found people who... Everyone. As they're working you. their Everyone. way through it? Yes. It, and what is that? Is it the fear of uncovering things?
1: Yes. Yeah, so the the blocks come up when you start to actually change something. Mm. Your ego does not want to change. Even if you're in your misery, at least you know yourself there. It's when we step into a unknown territory. It's why we fear death, right? When we step into something that our ego can't say, I can control this or I know this, that fears just start to come up. So as we start to move through the nervous system, and that's what your voice is doing, you're using a vibrational sound, right? You're doing your mantra chanting, and you're toning through this chakra or through this resonator and then you're moving matter and you're stimulating nerves and you're starting to open up the suitcase like whatever is stored inside that area of your body and even if you don't consciously know what's going on it creates an unease like a, a disease and an unrest we'll say it's not disease but it's like you're you're a little uncomfortable and or you're, you're agitated and your mind is like mm-hmm. no nope, I'm not going to do it today yeah but that's exactly when you have to go in so with me it's always that's when you call me and you say, this is, it's not happening. Cause then we can go into, okay, why?
0: Yeah. The, I, I, the first one with 27, 30 minutes long go, chanting. And I flew, I was like, whoa, that was only, that was 30 minutes. It felt like two. This one feels like it's two hours. It's taking forever for me to even get through it. And it's, it, and it's crazy. So um, some interesting things in and we were talking about in childhood development, maybe we, if you're open to it, we can go into like how the how the sh- chakras coincide with that part of development. Uh, we had, we talked a little bit around the phone conception to one years old. And then what happens after really interesting when you were talking about sitting up and we finally root ourselves and then mm-hmm. the pleasure of the second chakra, like maybe we, if you don't mind, we can do like a summary on that so people can understand better how, how we are constructed of these centers in our body of which our nervous system can work through as you call the resonators mm-hmm. and, and how it, can can connect to their healing.
1: Yeah. So let me start by saying, if there's anyone out there who doesn't have any yoga background or any understanding of the word chakra, which is energy center, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the yogic principles function through the seven main energy centers in the body. But really, if you look at the body physiologically, at each of these points, there's a grouping of nerve ganglion mm-hmm. that are sitting there, open ended at each of these chakra points. So when you said before, where science meets spirit and it's all the same language this is so important for us to know because there's plenty of science on all of this too just as much as there is spirituality and it's all one thing because you are that thing you are cosmic energy incarnated into earth intelligence right so these two intelligences are working through you all the time and these intelligences are so huge they're bigger than you think you are Mm -hmm. (laughs) right you are them while you're on this earth in this life and you have access to all of that but the you ego that was created limits you every day limits you you think you're amazing potentially most people don't most people have a hard time receiving compliments they don't think they're great right but if you even if you think you're the best you're still limiting what's possible for you because you're still in you in this thought process right so let's go to what you just said the chakra system is starting from the time you're conceived until it's fully developed when you're 14. But then you keep circling back through it. So you keep having these seven-year life cycles where you keep on going back through the lessons that each of them hold, right? When you're first born, that's your soul contract time, right? That's the, that's the choice your soul made to come to the earth. That's the gene line, your family genes, and, and what your family bloodline is giving you to work with. That means physical health. Right? And it all surrounds your survival. So like I said, when you're that age, you cannot survive on your own. If you were just left there, you would die, right? You need others to take care of you. So what the, the truth that comes along with that chakra is, I have the right to be here. I have the right to my life. This is where the money issues of our world live, right? Where people feel like there's scarcity mindset. This is a root chakra issue because root chakra is the abundance of the earth material plane. And if you've looked around, it's pretty abundant, right? Mm -hmm. We've built uh, a false belief around finances, around like money being a limited source, a limited resource. But the economy is constantly in fluctuation and constantly changing to fit the needs, right? It's out of balance with the haves and the have-nots right now, as it always has been, because there's a game that's played with money. But if you look at what it represents, it's the physical manifestation of life we need money for physical life right so when we look at the root chakra it's not all money but money is in there so if you have a if you have an issue with bringing money and doing work on your root chakra will help you to actually get physical manifestation happening right um it's your overall body health it's your fight or flight so it's the part of you that feels like you can be in your body in your life like i have the right to this flesh right um then when we move out of that, we get into creative mode. So at six months old, which is when the second chakra begins, uh, the baby's going to sit up straight for the first time, right? And when that happens, the root chakra, which was the whole body, now becomes the, the connector at the base of the spine. And the most amazing thing happens, I, I love to tell this to people, because to understand like the machine that you are, you had senses that were working up until that point, but at the second chakra level, your senses turn on to another heightened level. So when you when you sit up straight, your eyesight actually clicks on into focus. Mm. So before that, whatever was right in front of your face was really uh, clear, but everything around it was blurry. And all you really needed was mom to come feed you, dad to come change you, someone to be holding you. You ever see babies like staring at their mother's necklace, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> yeah. Like whatever's close. They're just like, yeah oh, it's right there. Here's the time of your life where you actually now see the world right. And after you see that world, all the other senses come on to meet it. Mm. So your eyesight gets sharp and then your taste gets sharp, your se- your sense of smell gets sharp, your hearing gets more um, uh, further out and your skin becomes more sensitive. This is what they would call the skandhas in uh, in Vedic text. So in um the human has six skandhas right? The first five are the senses. Skandas is translated to mean consciousness. So humans function off of six levels of consciousness. And consciousness is how we interact with the world, what makes us conscious beings. So the first five are the senses. They have just turned on and become super acute, right? There is no thought process yet, which is the sixth skanda, the mental skanda. Mm. The mental skanda gets created off of the first five. So what happens at that time when you actually get turned on and now you're like completely acute and you have all these senses wide open is that you want to crawl. Immediately you're going to start to move because you have a whole world now. Right. Right. Like you were just right here and now, oh my God, there's a whole world. Right. So what do you do? You start moving towards it. There's something that we know innately in our intelligence that we are here to collect that information. We're here to discover how our cosmic self can live on the earth with her intelligence. This is an incredible playground, right? And it's fun. Life is fun for the human unless our mind creates the opposite truth for ourself, But we have an entire world to explore and to take in and learn from. We're here to learn and to collect information. So you go out, you start crawling, and very quickly you start walking. And you're taking in all this information. And depending on what you're taking in, you're actually thinking, right, that way. So you're taking in what's happening in your family life. You're taking in wherever your environment is there. And that starts to become who you think you are or how you think, right? Mm -hmm. Second chakra is all about uh, sensuality, pleasure, right, sexuality, mm-hmm. and creativity, right? So it's super alive and juicy. So when you said that during the second chakra, you actually like started to have a- <laughs> Blocked. Right. We have a world of blocked second chakra. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the the chakra people I've worked with and the teachers that I've gotten information from <laughs> will tell you like, find me in the world, somebody who doesn't have a blocked second chakra and I'll kiss their feet, and I'll need to meet their parents and find out how they did it, right? Because you can't really protect a child from their own. You can protect them from your behaviors, but you can't protect them from how raw and open they are and how they're going to take in the world at this time. Nor are you really supposed to. You have to be mindful as a parent, yes, but what they're going to experience in the world through their senses is very important. If we prevent our children from falling and skinning their knee because we're afraid for them, right? If we prevent our children from trying everything possible, we're actually limiting their creative potential. Mm. We don't want to prevent them from... Feeling and touching and tasting everything they can because they're taking in information and they're going to use that information as part of their creative faculty. Mm. And they're also going to learn it's okay to feel, right? So pleasure is running the second chakra. And if you have um, a lot of harsh experience at this time of your life, if there's early trauma, if there's abuse in the family, if there's sexual abuse in the family, if there's just a dangerous environment or any kind of neglect, you're going to learn that it's not safe to be in the body. So from a very young age, you're going to become very imagination-focused. And the energy that's supposed to be developing here in the second chakra is going to move towards the head prematurely. You're supposed to be physically engaged, and the head should be naturally doing its thing. But when the physical engagement is too traumatic, your head, your coping mechanisms begin too early. Mm. And then you live a life of coping, coping, coping. So that would be too early in the second chakra, and it would get in the way of your relationships. Your whole second chakra is about your relationships, how you relate with others and how others relate with you. Um, and that interchange of like your senses and the world. And so sexuality is huge, mm. right? Because if you look at our world right now, we are so screwed up in that area of our life. You and I have had some pretty intense conversations yeah. on here, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Totally misunderstanding sexual energy and using it more as a transmutation device to help move pain that's stuck in this area out instead of really enjoying the body sensuality mm-hmm. and what we can do with that energy, mm. right? Sexuality is one of the great medicines of the human race. It's a, it's a conductor of very high levels of cosmic energy that moves through the body as orgasm occurs, mm. right? It's not this very quick, like, oh, I'm getting off and I'm done thing. Oh, now let's go to bed,
0: right? Right, right, right.
1: We're using it as a way to relieve tension, but really we are meant to be using it as a way of opening up a portal of divine creative consciousness that moves through and actually heals us mm. as we do this, mm-hmm. right? That could be a whole other podcast and maybe it's, we should do Yeah, try. please. That's a whole <laughs> other one. We, we spoke about this, this and
0: I was like, whoa. Yeah. I was like, that sex, that is that is passionate, connective. That's what it's intended for. Exactly. And, and then it hit me how we misuse it in the world, not even in society. We just don't know how powerful sex is.
1: Well, we're using it mostly as a way of validating ourselves somehow. And then there's a natural animal urge that comes up in us that we just need to like satisfy. Right. right? And if you look at any of the ancient tantric texts, or if you look at any of the the teachings around this of how to channel that energy properly and to actually use it, sexuality can make you superhuman. Yeah. Yeah. And I just really... I really hope that people start to look deeper into this and understand how to really come into a communion respectfully with each other and see what's possible between two partners when it's handled, you know, properly. In my eyes, I'm going to say everyone's entitled to have whatever sex they want, but I think that the world is missing a humongous opportunity of enjoyment and creative power in our sexual sector. I agree. So moving on from there, we move up to the third chakra which is your sense of self. And that's developing between the ages of three and six years old. So if you look at what's happening there, it's when you leave and go to school for the first time, right? So you're leaving the house on your own and you're going to now have your own interaction without anybody, no parents, no, you know, close friends and siblings and all that, whatever, whoever was around you up until then, you're now entering the world by yourself and you're going to have your own interactions with other adults, teachers that are now going to teach you that are not from your family line Mm -hmm. or close friends, um, and your peers that have no idea what happens when you go home, right? They just judge you and see you how they do and how you do in that moment. And it's a wild, wild time for people to go to school. Psychologically speaking, it's too young. We send our children to school at five, six years old. Mm -hmm. And emotionally, you're not really ready for that until at least seven years old. Mm. So, um, I've met a few tribe people, uh, people who live indigenously, right, who have told me that they actually don't go to school until they're 10. And when they hear these teachings, they're like, we actually don't go to school until we're 10. Because psychologically, you're still in like your physical development stage until 7. And then 7 to 14 is your emotional development stage. So we're not really emotionally prepared when we get sent to school to handle what we're going to handle. So when you asked me how the parents can step in to help the children... Uh, this is a majorly important time. And I know we're living in a world where parents are working so much and they have other children and lots of activities and all these things that they have to keep everything together. And I, I work with so many parents. They're, they're so spread, so thin, right, in the world. But at this time, when your children are first going to school, the first couple of years of school, it is so utterly important that you vet them Even if they find it annoying, ask them what happens throughout their entire day. Find out if anybody picked on them, if anybody uh, made fun of them, if anybody rejected them in any way, or even help them. It doesn't all have to be negative, but like help them understand emotionally what's going on in school. Because so many people that I work with, when we hit here, obviously the second chakra is where it began, but at third chakra, this is the seat of your ego development. So at this chakra, who you think you are gets quite solid. And the third chakra is directly connected to the sixth, which is your mental, Skanda, your thinking capacity. And so the part of you that could be completely conscious and aware and innovative and so incredibly, uh, you know, imaginative and, and free in that thought process gets locked in to this insecurity, shame, doubt. Uh, we begin to hide, right? Our, our posture even comes in. We begin to like hide what's vulnerable mm. and like what we don't want people to mm. see, right? So, whatever it might be, we are, we know we're going to go to school. Like, you're going to get picked on, you're going to get rejected. You might get the lowest grade in the class at some point. Like, things are going to come up. But when I hit people who have major traumas here, and that major trauma could be as simple as like when you first go to school, your teacher doesn't let you go to the bathroom and you wet yourself in class. And you're either hiding that or you start crying and you have to leave, right? Or you're in the playground and you get bullied, you get pushed down, right? And then you push back and you get in trouble for it, but they did it to you. And like just simple little things that go on that aren't so simple to someone who's that young, to be able to help them uh, understand that hurt people hurt people, to uh, help um, people understand that it's not personal is huge. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. And that is a huge thing for all of us to really understand Mm -hmm. that it's not personal, that what someone else sees in you is a reflection of their own judgment, right? So to really be able to stand in your own skin, this is the time where we start to lose them if we don't help them.
0: These days... Not just for energizing my body, you know, we all wanna get that caffeine kick, yeah, okay, but for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting, and antioxidant benefits. The phytonutrients nurture my digestive system. The EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently. And the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up. So easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash DRG. They're so confident that you're going to love it. There's even a 30-day money-back guarantee. No code at checkout. Just go to P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E dot com slash DRG. You're going to get 15% off plus all those freebies.
1: The children with this process, because they'll start to hide. They'll run off to their little video game world and they'll hide away, and they'll start to have their like, inner thoughts about themselves, and then the the walls between self and the world start to build. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, the issue with that is that the next place we're moving up is the heart chakra. Right. Which is, you know, your unconditional loving nature. And it's where your chi brain lives. Your Your actual superpower as a human being is the heart chakra. The heart chakra is sitting between the three lower chakras, which is all the earth intelligence, and the three higher chakras, which is all of your cosmic intelligence. And it's holding those two wisdoms together. And you, your fullest, your fullest ability as a human being and optimal health, long life, agility, like everything, right, that comes from the power of this chi brain that sits here. Um, if we have too much that goes on at third chakra development, we bypass it. Mm. we go right here. This gets locked in. So yeah, there's heart. It's like, there's never not heart. Your heart's beating, your heart's working, it's there. But this energy flow that's meant to come up through and really be present and be the way you communicate, be the way that you are in the world, open to give and receive, Mm -hmm. um, free in your own body, free in your own voice. This is the largest resonator of the human voice. When we skip, we get voices that are like, small and cracky really the throat. Like you don't want to talk yeah.
0: much silent soft
1: everything's just up here right oh, wow. so when we don't skip it comes up through here and now we have a, a, a richer more resonant voice and resonance is how we connect to each other mm. so to fully be able to connect in this world your voice has to go through this resonator and this is with the work like It's the easiest part of your voice too. Like when you speak through this resonator, you can speak for hours and hours a day like I do and never get tired. (laughs) Um, But it just keeps recharging your loving self, your loving self. That's love for you Mm -hmm. and love for the world. But when we have any kind of block here, which the earth right now, if you ask me where the human race is, we are moving. And I believe COVID is a major catalyst for this. We are moving from the third chakra as a human race, ego, I, me, mind, separation. You see everything that's going on right now with the the vaxxed and the unvaxxed and the the racial differences and the sexual differences Mm -hmm. and the transgender movements and like all of these identity issues that are coming up right now, right? And we're moving into a place of we are one here. That's the heart chakra. So if we get past any of the insecurity about who we truly are and we can move into our empowerment, we actually will move as a human race into finally like fourth dimension, which is green. It's the earth. We will speak the earth's language. We will help turn this thing around. We will become healthy and more aligned with each other. We will actually love our neighbors and care about each other once again. And we'll learn how to care for ourselves properly, which is the first step receiving is so important.
0: Whew, that's the world that I want. Yes. <laughs> I really do. We need to start. And you're so right. I feel like, if 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 the analogy is that consciousness of the world is third chakra, right now we're stuck there. I feel it shaking. Oh, it's quaking it's like a awake. third sha- yeah. chakra earthquake where these just things are coming up one after another. I it didn't. I didn't feel this three years ago or four years ago. You know. It feels like it was a dormant volcano, and now there's eruptions, and we're starting to get a little lava plopping out of the top every now and then. Mm -hmm. But I'm waiting for the big burst and the movement towards that collective consciousness. And I believe it. I believe we're going there. I think people are fed up about the way the world is. They're fed up about what they're being told. They're fed up about systems that aren't serving them anymore. And we're too smart for that.
1: We are too incredibly powerful for that too. Yeah. We've been caged in some way, like we've been put on a certain trajectory where some people have a lot of power and other people are made to feel powerless, but we have, we all have such incredible power. And so the heart chakra is directly connected to the root chakra. And the reason why I say COVID is this moment is because our survival is what came up, right? Like the entire globe is in this together and it's a disease that can kill us, right? So it's all root chakra work. And when that root chakra gets hit the way we've been hit, it just surges the energy up to here. The only way to heal (laughs) this entire globe is to come to love. We know this conceptually, right? It's on every bumper sticker. It's on every t-shirt, anything. Love, 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 love. It just sells like everything. But we have not figured out as a human race how to live it yet and what it is, right? It's unconditional. We give that power to our gods. They're the unconditional loving ones, and we're the ones who are flawed. We're the sinners, right? That feeling of separation makes it impossible for us to unconditionally love, right? We have to claim all of that back and own what we are. We have to be that love, right? Be that change you want to see in the world. You have to be it. So in this moment where you're looking, and I I call to all of you out there who are listening to me right now where you feel like there's another who is standing against you or opposite you, I call you to take that power back and to see a world where you can love yourself regardless of what they feel about you or think about you. And you can really truly love, not need to prove, not need to change, not need to become victorious, none of that ego game, but instead know that you are God incarnate exactly as you are and love yourself. That will move the fight you're having in your solar plexus about not being good enough until somebody else tells you that you're good enough into an unconditional love that you hold for yourself. That changes the game because once you can really feel that and voice that and be that, you actually can have that for everyone else, regardless of whether they validate you or not.
0: Mm -hmm. Whether they like you, whether they love you, it it certainly doesn't matter. It just, it comes out, it pours out of you. I felt that, Mm -hmm. and it's the most beautiful thing in the world. Yeah, because it's so ironic. It's not just a feeling; it's a feeling that you are you. It's a knowing. It's like I am embodying myself. This is what it feels like. Whoa! Like it's like pouring out of me. I like life is kind of beautiful. Like people are beautiful, even the people who hate me are beautiful. I want to tell you you're beautiful. Oh my god, I hate you. I want to tell you you're more beautiful. Right. I I I hate you a little less, you know, and it just. (laughs) It's like what would the world be if we could just move past that and come right back to that heart chakra? Yeah. You know. It's
1: happening, Christian. It's happening.
0: I listen, this is a practice in my own patience. Mm-hmm. I grew up very impatient all my life. I wanted all my toys, I wanted all my food, I wanted everything. But now I'm really practicing patience, just seeing the beauty of it unfolding. All right, so mm-hmm. we, we got the heart. What about the throat now?
1: Okay. So we move. Oh, by the way, the heart chakra was um, seven to nine years old. Okay. Right? So then your definition of love is then seven to nine years old. You can think about um, what might've been happening in your life at that time of your life that made you define love, right? Um, then from there, you're going to move from nine to 11, which is your throat chakra. So your throat chakra is your gateway to allow your highest self to enter in. So when there's any blockages below here, and second chakra and fifth chakra are connected to one another. So where there's an issue in second chakra, it immediately like stops your expression, creation expression. they're they're meant to move as one, mm-hmm. right? But where there's any kind of issue, you get editors and layers and things of like, no, don't say that they're gonna laugh at you or they're not gonna like it or it's not okay or whatever that might be, right? So when we get to the throat chakra, it's actually not only about your expression. It's about surrender. Hmm. It's about allowing that to enter, right? And to let your highest self lead the way, which is only going to happen when you've accessed that heart chakra. Because when you love yourself and you can trust yourself and like you honor the person that you are, you're actually going to follow through with what you're turned on by and what you want to see in the world, right? Mm. So there's going to be a natural thing. Not everyone's turned on by the same stuff. Not everybody is drawn to the same categories of life. There's a natural draw that you have in your connection, your spirit, your embodiment, right? So trusting and surrendering to that, which then brings you into your heart space, right? This gate opens and then all of this and energy can come in and light you up and you can live from this space. And then you can speak up, right? Instead of talking down. Mm. When you're all tight and you're in your judgmental thought process way, you are going to speak from your thought process out the mouth. Super easy, right? The ego has an answer for something before I've even finished what I've said. You probably already have something that you want to say. Like right.
0: everything. Every
1: like you just you already are finishing what that person has to say. You already know how you want to come back. You know you're right, right? So when we speak up, it's a little bit of a different energy. It takes embodiment. It takes an authentic rising of something that you truly want to say. (laughs) And then it takes the support of your body muscles to get it through your heart chakra and out your throat, right? And that takes a pause. That's not the immediate reaction. I always say, you know if you're talking down If you already have in your head what you're going to say to what someone just said, right? right? Listen all the way to the end of what they say. Sit with that. Take a breath. Respond. That's your authentic voice. That's
0: beautiful because I don't ever do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, think about the majority of fights you've been in. Uh, Yeah. Right? Like someone, you're in a relationship. It's the same cycle. You keep creating the same pattern in your relationship. So this person always insults you the same way. They say it again. You don't even let them finish. You just shut them up and go, you know what? No, screw you, right. or whatever it is, right? You Your ego immediately deflects what they want to say because you don't want to hear it. Instead of actually hearing it and seeing how hearing it makes you feel, then breathe and respond to them how you would naturally respond from that feeling, right? Or say back to them, I just heard that you said this, like you just called me this. Like, do you really feel that way or anything? It just gives you a It gives you a moment to actually come from your heart center. One thing I forgot to mention about the heart was that it only ever asks one thing. How can love show up right now? Mm. It wants nothing else in the world. It needs for nothing else, right? So in every situation that you're in, the heart is only wanting love to show up in this moment. right?
0: Every moment too. The
1: ego will keep the fight going all the way till the end of your life, right? Until that moment of rapturous death. And then you'll say, oh, I'm so sorry. I just wanted love. Yeah. Right. And so to check in and to really allow yourself to speak up, to see how you really feel about something and then respond instead of seeing how I felt about it before that and before that and before that and before that, because your ego can only take what it's already experienced and then project that into the future. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have the ability to change the function. It doesn't have the ability to Stop life right now and just allow love to enter in this moment. That's the heart's work, right? So when this is closed and the mind is taking everything, you're creating with this vibrational power that you have more of the exact same story. Your ego might even be fighting it. I don't want that. I don't want that. But it can't help but keep creating it because it's only experienced that.
0: And it wants to be secure. It wants to know how to handle each situation, be in control, like you said. So when that's closed, your throat chakra, that's what happens, right?
1: Yeah. If I believe in my head that people can't be trusted, I will bring people into my life that cannot be trusted. To
0: validate that. Mm
1: -hmm. And if they can be, I'll probably at some level deceive them.
0: Right. And sabotage the very thing that you need to experience to heal that. Yes. Ooh, man, this is fire. Ooh, I'm feeling (laughs) it in every one of my cells. Okay, okay. So throat chakra is your
1: expression and it's your follow through. So the same way where your second chakra is moving and you're becoming, no, 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 right? That's the real work. So it it will stop you from actually finishing what you've started. If right. it feels like it needs to edit and stop, it feels unsafe to express something, right? Expression is not just your voice. It's also just what you put out into the world. It doesn't have to be spoken or sung. It can just be like what you actually create in life, Right. So then from there, we move up to your third eye, mm-hmm. which is your first eye when you get this open, the all-seeing eye of truth, right? Uh, your I am that I am moment, your Godhead. Instead of your ego-driven thought process about who you think you are and your limiting thought beliefs about you and life and whatever you, your beliefs the structures might be, you can open that back up now and you can actually join in the, the, the quantum cosmic intelligence and allow that to move through. So fear is like a wall that prevents that information from coming through, right? Your ego is like in protection mode. This is developing from 11 to 13. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a major point of rite of passage, right? If you look culturally, this is where the bar and bat mitzvah happens in Judaism. Right. I was just thinking right? about that, 13. It's where in tribal, like the, the walkabout happens in Aboriginal, like they send the, the sun out for 30 days to walk in the bush, right? Um, It's where the Maori send their their children out to hunt and come back and feed the tribe for the first time. It's where the Native American people have the first sweat lodges and the first uh, vision quests, right? So we have changed our society, yes, but energetically speaking, this is a rite of passage into adulthood. And most parents at home would be like, 12-year-old is not an adult, 13-year-old is not an adult. But I actually beg to differ with that. Not an adult per se, but a more mature thought process is now coming because this is now opening to their own connection to spirit and their own ability of the overview, as I'm going to call it. Like Now they're going to start to see, because we're going to start to go back through the chakra system again in our development, how I feel now about how things were then.
0: They can look back and reflect in many ways, right? And
1: they're going to have the next seven-year cycle, which is the seven years before they go to college, mm. right, to decide who they are, who they are, right? The teenage years of our life are the most challenging, right? Our teenagers, they act out. They get ragey. We start taking drugs. Mm. We start, like, spray painting walls. <laughs> we start, we get really hormonal, right? That's what's happening at this time. Everything is hormonally changing. Our eggs are starting to drop. Our balls are starting to drop. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're we're becoming adults we're actually getting ready to birth we don't we don't want to have a child at 13 but physically speaking and hormonally speaking that's what's happening we're becoming adults it's really important in these years when you have that acting out that you as parents guide them they're not nuisances for doing that <laughs> they shouldn't be sent away and punished for being out of line ask them what they're actually raging against or what's coming up for them because they are deciding who they're going to be in the world. This needs to be nurtured and not punished, mm-hmm. right? This is every t- a time for a child to become stronger. Do you think that an Aboriginal mother wants to send her child for 30 days out in the bush on their own? No. Mm-mm. But does she know he has to do that to become a man in the tribe? Yes, right? So over-parenting is kind of an issue within our society. I will take care of my child until he goes away. I'll mother them, I'll father them, whatever. Like, I'm just going to spoil them and give them everything they need and take them to everywhere they need to go and just make sure that they're like so cared for. And then we send them out into the world at 18 years old and expect them to be able to take care of themselves. But we haven't given them the opportunity to learn how to do that while they're in the house.
0: Right, right, right. And it's so true because that is, that's so, it's across the board. Like, this is so many people, it's so true for my experience, my friend's experience. One thing that really stuck out is you were talking about third eye on this chakra right here, and you're talking about hormones. And this is the hypothalamus, anterior pituitary, posterior pituitary, all of our hormone centers, where they all start, where all the signals start in our whole bodies to start releasing hormones are coming from right that spot. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting when you said hormones and the the location of where that energy center is. It really coincided science and spirituality again.
1: 100%. So here you go into that step into adulthood. What we are taught to feel or believe about those things, we're going to take in. This is when our bodies get awkward to us and weird to us, right? Right. We don't have guidance on what sexuality truly is, on what, how to nurture your body and, and handle the changes. It becomes almost an awkward conversation for our parents to sit down and tell us about these things, right? The dreaded conversation.
0: Birds and (laughs) the bees.
1: About like sexuality and what's happening and acne and things that are coming up. Like it becomes almost like, just put it away. I don't want to deal with it. Right. Right. right, right. And so now we have these hormones changing, but we have another conversation going on that it's like not okay that it's happening. Right. Or, Or we're just confused about it. Like, what is it? So now we start to act out and we try things and we do things and we make a lot of mistakes and we hurt ourselves and other people and like this act of trying to figure it out because we haven't been properly guided into this is nature. Right. But if you are, when you said like this area here, your conversation with your own intelligence starts to really open up.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Cause now you have enough school education to have, you know, some basic understandings of how we all agree things add up and the, the languages and those things, depending on where you are in the world. um, But then you, You actually can now trust and honor what's happening. It's a rite of passage. It's not something that, oh my God, oh my God, no, I'm having wet dreams now. Oh my God, no, right? Right. It's literally a rite of passage. Like you are stepping in to something that comes with responsibility as well, like, Mm -hmm. but also owning who you are. Children need to learn how to give back. Because what happens is for that whole seven-year life cycle, we keep everything very self-oriented and then we ask them to go out into the world and want to like improve the world somehow. But meanwhile, the whole world's been about them. Mm-hmm. So this is a major opportunity when you have this, this moment where a child is now crossing this threshold to actually give them responsibilities in the household, not as punishment as as a rite of passage to stepping up and doing. You right. now are going to help us. You don't have to go work and make money. I'm not saying like kick your kids out and make them make their own money because Life is not about money, (laughs) right? Although we need it. It's like, it's more about owning self-responsibility. People feel much better about themselves when they're contributive. Mm -hmm. They might be like lazy and they don't want to do it, but when you actually give somebody a responsibility and they can do it, they feel good about themselves, right? So reminding our children that part of their job is to be part of the tribe instead of the whole tribe works for you. Right. is a big is a big shift and that does happen in households i work with people who have that but there's a, there's a, a bit of a shift in how we're we're parenting our children these days that's creating an issue in their adult lives mm-hmm. you know and we would call that being good parenting like i took care of them i did everything i could do for them right but good parenting is creating a self-sufficient child
0: yeah right i love that i think we're down to one more
1: one more crown one more crown is always open
0: always that source yep. energy cosmic source energy, energy is always open
1: yes so 14 years old you have your full access to the crown but that crown has always been coming in it's it's the the root and the crown are always feeding energy in towards the heart mm. so what we the work is to really get this third eye ego self to just open up and allow it in instead of creating blockages that prevent your highest self from entering so that you can use your voice to truly create the world that your heart really desires.
0: Mm-hmm. Maren, I don't know what to say other than this was fantastic stuff. <laughs> Man, I and it's so funny. You said you can talk for so long, and I feel it because your voice is not worn out. You're speaking from deep inside of you, and it's just mm-hmm. coming out as voice. It's just power. It's like wisdom, and, and uh, we all deserve that. We all deserve to find our own voice and speak it and creatively speak it, and contribute to the world exactly the way we're supposed to. For your work, I know that you're putting out a course. Yes. Okay. And I'm very excited. It it, it hasn't been out, right? I I would have gotten the word if it came out. Okay, good. No. Um, When is this course out? Because people can have more guidance onto the exact vocal uh, practices that we can do to, to move us through this. Yes. So just tell us a little about the course and when we could expect it.
1: Okay. I've been teaching uh, one-on-one students for a decade and there's just too many now, right? Yeah. So we've put together an online course, which I'm going to be a part of. So when you sign up, you actually are going to have um, modules that you're going to do yourself, but then call-ins with me to ask me any questions to help guide you through the process. You can find it on www.vocaltransformation.com. It's a four-month program right? So each chakra is two weeks. Mm. And you're going to go through all the teachings of the chakra, all of your own deep self-reflection. There's all the at-home work. And then I'll teach you how to use all the muscles of the body and get into the practice to get your full voice. So this work is, yes, going to rebirth you, going to give you all the resonance of your voice and help you reclaim your range and your power. But it's also going to have the byproduct of making you a good singer as well. No way. Yes.
0: Okay. I'm only on root chakra too. And, and and I can't wait because my roommate will love me singing because right now I sound like two drunk alley cats in the backyard in the middle of the night. Yeah.
1: So, so the voice is the voice is the voice. Okay. This is something that we do. It's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a misnomer of the voice. Our singing voice and our speaking voice are not different from mm-hmm. each other. And a lot of people say I have pitch problems or I have issues there. And a lot of that just comes from not being grounded right? So once you learn how to use all the stabilizer muscles of the voice and how to navigate it through the body, you'll be able to add that to songs and you'll be able to sing with all the same mechanism. There's never a difference in how the voice works when you learn how to use it properly. What
0: an amazing byproduct! It's incredible. My car and shower are going to be so happy. (laughs) I'm still on number two, but I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to get up there. And and that's your website. People could just check you out on there anyway. Uh, Your Instagram?
1: My Instagram is Vocal Transformation, yeah, Yeah. at Vocal Transformation. Amazing
0: stuff. The stories on there that you put up, I'm like, whoa, okay, you're in this part of the jungle. Whoa, you're in the woods people are yelling on the top of a cliff. Amazing stuff.
1: Yes, we do retreats all over the world. Um, We bring people together. For me, the retreats are, they're week-long exhibitions. So when I say the word retreat... I work you really hard and I'll put that out there, right? But you will have an absolute breakthrough by the end of the week. I watch people look completely different, feel completely different, and their voices are completely different by the time they leave in one week. So we go in deep and we go through the process and you have this completely judgment-free zone where you can be 100% yourself and everyone gets to see just how similar we are And we get to like open up our wild nature, connect to earth. Uh, Some of those retreats have plant medicine. Mm. Not all of them do, but some of them do. So you have to look up and see which ones, if you're interested in shamanism. The retreats are incredible. And so I recommend that you do the online workshop, the online work, and then come to a retreat afterwards. This would be, for me, the... The best pairing. The retreats are great on their own, but the online course is um gonna get you into like the information and get the start. And then you come in and like blast it out right, with us. You right. Know?
0: Amazing stuff. And mm-hmm. the retreat information's on the website too. They can just look yeah, up the, next on one the website. Yeah, everything's on the website. Man, I can't thank you enough. There's I have done so many of these podcasts. Um and there's not a lot of them where I just don't know what question I'm gonna ask because I'm so like buzzed and present. I was so present this whole conversation mm-hmm. it feels like it feels like I'm on some sort of plant medicine and I didn't even take anything yeah but it's really beautiful because I know that that's my barometer when there's so much wisdom and truth in there because I feel it in my body in this conversation as always I feel it in my body so you're a gift to the world and I thank you so much for the work you do I really do soul thank to you. soul thank you like this is this is really powerful and um I would love next time to have you here and we can go into the whole sex thing because that is to a convo in itself. <laughs> uh, next time you're you make a you circle around the world and you end up back in Los Angeles, the spots open for you. Thank you so much, Maron.
1: And I also want to thank you because we're in this together. This is what we were talking about, like right. what your work does to go in and help people wake up to their options, their choices, what right. people are giving them, and what they're consuming, and all of that. It's just, it's just so important that we just wake up and start to pay attention. percent.
0: So thank, thank you so you. much. For and I receive that too. Mm-hmm. All right, Marin, Thank you. I really, really love that interview. And I I hope that you resonated with it. Maren's words for always, for all time, have been really incredible since I've met her. And there's not an instance where I contract around her energy. On the contrary, I always expand and want to learn more and be more around her. And I and I really hope that this was eye-opening for so many of us and empowering, right? So many parents out there are prospective parents, and this information we can just put into practice today. So yeah, go check out her course. It's as soon as it comes out. I would, I would challenge you all to do it. Even if you don't think you have time or you or you, you don't even vibe with it, you're not really feeling that this is gonna do anything. Take my word, I have only gone through one and it's done so much already, one chakra. I'm on the second one and I will report back every single time, but I know that there's so much power in this work. So check it out. And as always, thank you for joining. Rate, review, subscribe. If you have not, understand and know that it helps the show get to the eyes and ears of so many more people. And it's the power that you put into it just by supporting it, which elevates us and boosts us to the cosmos. Much love for you and I'll see you next week.